A year ago, Kincaid alumni Stone Simmons was in search of a home. Originally a Furman commit, Furman was forced to drop its baseball program due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Stone phoned a home at the last minute in Mississippi State. Serving out 29 batters in 24 innings, Stone helped Mississippi State achieve its first ever NCAA National Championship in its first season with this new home. Stone, what's one thing that Kincaid and the coaches at Kincaid have taught you that's prepared you to become a collegiate athlete and now a national champion? Um, I think the biggest thing that Coach Moss was concerned with all four years that I was at Kincaid was avoiding being entitled. Um, uh, and there is a big problem with athletes and the character trait of entitlement, uh, and Coach Moss wanted us to avoid that uh, at all costs. Um, I guess I'll, I'll define entitlement in, in Coach Moss's words. It's that, you know, you think the world almost like owes you something. Um, or for me, if I'm entitled in baseball, uh, I would think baseball owes me something because I'm so good or because I've put in so much work, which I know that, you know, no matter how much work I've put in in baseball and I've put in a whole lot of work, baseball never owes me anything. So I could put in a whole lot more work and still never succeed professionally in baseball. And I can understand that because Coach Moss taught me not, how not to be entitled. Hey, Coach Moss, uh, what was it like meeting Stone for the first time in the Baseball Summer League heading into Stone's freshman year? So it was kind of interesting because Stone's one of the only players that has come through Kincaid that I didn't know anything about when he, when he got to Kincaid. Um, he applied, uh, received a phone call from his dad, I think it was end of May, asking about the summer league, um, told him when our first practice was, he showed up, um, I immediately noticed the arm, and, uh, and walked over to him and asked him, I said, why do I not know who you are, and how did, how did this happen? So, we, uh, we definitely got lucky, um, you know, Kincaid's a great place, chose Kincaid based upon, um, you know, its, its traditions and, and uh, reputation and, and obviously not because of me. But, uh, <laughs> Coach, what's one quality about Stone that stands out to you the most? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the talent is there, but that it takes a lot more than talent. And what what made Stone so enjoyable was, was his work ethic, um, who he was as a person, the decisions that he made. Um, just all you can tell his parents did an outstanding job raising him. I can't I can't speak highly enough of of both both his mom and his dad. But um, he he just was a teammate, a team leader. He was the most supportive of of, yeah, of all of his teammates, of his of his pitching staff. He led by example and vocally. Um, and just 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 a kid that is really really easy to because he does everything the right way. Like I mentioned earlier, he knows what to avoid and he knows what he needs to do. And um, you know, as a teenager, sometimes that can that can be that can be a problem. And sometimes you have to learn uh, the hard way. But um, you know, the decisions that he made, um, you know, along the way to help him get where he where he got. He's earned every single bit of it. And um, you know, I, I don't want to put any pressure on him, but. Uh, I think there's there's an even higher ceiling.
Carl Sabello, former teammate and uh, current player at Princeton, what's one quality you admire the most about Stone during your time at Kincaid? Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. And I'm super excited to talk a little bit about Stone. You know, going back to our time at Kincaid together, uh, from being on the freshman team uh, to, to winning a state championship our senior year, uh, we had a lot of great times together. Um, I think one thing that really st stood out to me about Stone was his ability to stay calm under pressure and, and execute his job. He, he was a great leader. Uh, he led by example. He wasn't the most vocal guy, but um, everyone, everyone really respected him and was really proud of the way he competed. Um, he was a great leader, uh, but, but he knew what his job was on, on, on the mound and, and executed uh, to, to perfection. Um, week in, week out. I think furthermore, uh, it's been really exciting as as an old teammate of his to, to watch him play at Mississippi State uh, and pitch in the College World Series. Uh, that was something I never thought I would see, uh, but he, he did a great job. And uh, actually, I look forward to facing him this year in late March uh, as, as the Princeton Tigers march down to uh, Starkville in, in, uh, in a weekend series. So I look forward to that and uh, love playing with Stone. And, and thanks for having me, Matthew. Uh, I wish you the best. I appreciate it, Carlos. Stone, what's the biggest difference between Coach Lomotis and Coach Moss at Kincaid? Um, they're actually two really similar coaches. Um, Coach Lim and Coach Moss are both uh, relatively strict, but not like overly strict. Uh, they're, I'd consider them players' coaches. They're well-liked by their players. And, and really well respected. I think that's a even better word. Um, I think where they defer is that obviously Coach Moss coaches at a, a different level that, uh, than Coach Lamonis. Coach Moss uh, was actually the person that convinced me that I need to work harder um, because I really have a chance to make it in baseball. Um, at, at my sophomore year, I was throwing a lot harder than I thought I was going to throw and a whole lot harder than I was throwing my freshman year. And Coach Moss pulled me aside one day after I had thrown really hard in a bullpen. Um, and he said, hey, man, listen, you really need to stop fooling around. You need to, you know, lock into baseball because if that's what you want to do, if, you, if baseball is what you're serious about, you can really save yourself a lot of money going to college. And, you know, you have a lot of talent and, you, you know, you could really put it to use. I think you need to lock into the whole process of, of playing baseball and it could be really effective. Turns out it has been really effective and he was the one that has put me on this journey in the first place. So I'm not sure if I'd be here without him pulling me aside that day. Um, now, Coach Lim, on the other hand, um, Coach Lim doesn't push his players as much uh, to be really hard workers. Uh, you know, he'll give you a, a nudge um, just a little bit, but he's not going to go out of his way and say, hey, man, you could be really good if you worked harder. Um, there is more a culture at Mississippi State where you know that if you don't work hard, you're not going to play. Um, and you're definitely not going to play how you want to play. That's for sure. Um, in high school, it's pretty difficult to have that culture because the best players are probably going to play regardless if they're working hard or not, because they're the best players out there. Um, I think 
the way that has worked together is that I was taught how to work my tail off in baseball and in life in general in high school by Coach Moss. And that has set me up to be successful in a program where it is a necessity to work really, really hard. Um, otherwise, you'll drown. Um, and so I've, it's been really a seamless transition from one to the other. Um, and of course, there was the year at Furman, uh, which it's, it's the same thing there. It's college baseball. You know, you're going to drown if you don't work hard. Um, and I worked very hard and I succeeded a little bit. Um, and I found my way to Mississippi State and I'm going to continue working hard until I do not have the ability to play baseball anymore. Um, and I'm going to try to ride it out as long as possible. Other than winning the national championship, what was your favorite moment this past season? Man, my favorite moment this past season was probably uh, my first outing. Um, I actually missed the very first part of the season. Um, I had some uh, COVID-related issues, um, and I ended up not pitching the first series. It was the second series against Tulane that I started to pitch. Um, I got my first outing. It was... Uh, I believe Saturday. Um, so we had a Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, series against Tulane and the series got really chirpy and, you know, both dugouts were, you know, we just had a kind of a mutual rivalry with Tulane, which is interesting because, you know, Tulane's not a typical school that we'd have a rivalry with. Uh, anyways, I come in in the ninth inning, um, just to pitch one inning. We're down, I believe four to two. Um, and I came in, the coaches were kind of looking to see what I had and I had a really good inning. I believe I had one strikeout, uh, walked a guy and then got two more outs. Anyways, it was pretty easy inning and I was already hyped up. It was my first time pitching, you know, for an SEC team. It was a ton of fun. Uh, there were a lot of people there. That was a lot of fun. And then, like I said, we were down four to two. And then in the bottom half of the inning, we got to hit again. And we had the bases loaded and our one of our best hitters, Luke Hancock, who's one of my close friends, uh, he hit a grand slam to walk it off. And I got the win technically. Um, and I'm not at all taking credit for the win because, you know, I didn't I didn't do much at all. But that was a an unbelievable way to have my debut for Mississippi State. That was an un unbelievably fun uh, night and my parents were there to see it. Matthew, my man, thank you. This was amazing. We should definitely do this again. Take care. Falcon Pride runs deep, and go Falcons. Stone, thank you for your time, and best of luck for this upcoming spring.